Hey everyone, Emil here with some quick pre-show announcements. Niels is still on vacation, meaning this episode is still without a recap. Though a lot has happened behind the scenes in the last two weeks. First, we would like to shine a light on Hope for TTRPG's charity livestream event on the 17th of July, where I am. Emil will be part of the Call of Cthulhu stream on Nerdy Excursion's Twitch channel. Hope is the most supportive and friendly person in the community we have and we want to help her collect money for extra life. Go over to Hope for TTRPG's Twitter channel or her Discord for more information on that, what prizes you can win and how you can donate to help. The world building panel is over as well. It was great, our six on-air talents did a phenomenal job in discussing world building for TTRPGs. The panel will likely be up as a podcast episode in the next two or three weeks. Depending on our editing schedule, next to work and the exams I have to write in two weeks. But for now, enjoy our episode about heists! Hello and welcome guys to the 24th episode of Double DM Podcast, where Emil, my lovely co-host, hey. and myself talk about all stuff, D&D, TTRPG in general, and all the things in between. Can I, can I just say, why am I waving when I'm saying hey? Because we have the ca our cameras turned on to make it a little easier yeah, for us. Yeah, but I've introduced my, like, we talked for two hours already <laughs> at this point. Yeah, we're, we're like that. We are just, like, we are just weird. It just feels natural to wave your hand if you say hey. Yeah, I feel that so fucking much. Yeah, but uh, to get into things, we are in pre-recording still for my vacation. We are recording this episode and the 25th episode in the week right before my vacation. So there will be no recap or us babbling about what happened in this week because weird things and yeah, cannot record three recaps a day because there isn't anything we can talk about then like you could say someone stole our recaps yeah something like that and that will be a great uh -huh. thing to lead to our topic today because today we talk about a specific session type what session type would that be Emil? today we are talking about the infamous the glorious the overdone heist type of session yeah what is a heist, how does it work, and all of the things. Yeah, then let me just throw the first question at you. What exactly is a heist? Oh, we broke our heads about this question. We too. Yeah, we did. We settled on a definition of a heist is a robbery, a planned robbery, and a big one. You are not stealing grandma's purse, even with all the planning in the world. That's still not a heist. You are also not planning the crown jewels of a queen without any planning. So it's basically a very big thing. Something that will be remembered. Yeah, so what you're stealing is important. Like you're planning, you're, you're basically doing a lot of planning to steal something very big. You're not stealing something simple. It could be stolen by anybody. You're, we're talking about a planned masterclass robbery. Yeah, some sort of high risk, high reward, memorable. Yeah. Thing that will go down in history. So what makes a heist 
a heist? First of all, you need uh, you have different elements that can, that the heist consists of. You have these interlocking parts, these interlocking elements that have to work together in a way to create a crazy high-risk adventure that has such high stakes that you will remember them forever. Yeah. Yeah. So what are those elements, my friend? First thing you need to think about when thinking about heists is the team you are doing it with, the party composition you could call that's and regarding that team composition what types or what certain team members do you need oh that's something i think that's heist specific a lot so you normally always have if you look at heist in different medias you always have the mastermind you always have someone that's good with people a charismatic person you always have someone that's a safe cracker you in most heist movies if they are in the modern or future age you have a hacker that has gadgets or technology and that you have a lot of different roles and i think because a lot of these roles are made to be used for heists most characters in ttrpgs except if the ttrpg or the character specifically has been made for it are not cut out to be heists people they are not all heisters robbers or something that's a lot by design because only if your ttrpg or your play revolves around heists that's the only point where you make your characters heisters other than that they are normal adventurers or whatever they are that take part in a heist but the big thing i think is why a heist can always work in a kind of good way is everyone in the party can fill at least one of the highest roles you can play exactly for if we take D, for example you have six ability scores and if you want to break it down you can take six roles you need only six roles you need the muscle that's the strength. You need the one that's dexterous. That's either that you need the sneaky one. You need the safe cracker. That's dex. Even con. You don't even need con. You need intelligence. Someone that can remember stuff, patterns, security measurements, and whatnot. Plans, combinations, planning, all that stuff. You need someone that's charismatic. Yeah. And one thing we forgot in the pre-planning of this episode was to talk about the wisdom person to perceive you can't avoid danger if you don't see the danger mm -hmm. someone needs to be perceptive yeah read the room read the uh, the person you're talking to seeing the security measures and stuff like that someone needs to keep cave someone needs to keep an eye out someone always needs to be the one that no notices stuff exactly I think also wisdom in D&D, for example, is wisdom in D&D the critical fast thinking one? Or is that intelligence? Depending on the situation, I think. Because intelligence is more of the book smarts. If you want to th quickly think about a historical fact, it would be intelligence. but Or wisdom would be more of your instincts. So, so where does intuition fail? Because intuition is the critical thinking we as humans do. The basic instincts we have. That's wisdom, right? I would say so, yes. A wise character. That one would be the one that's basically some of, of the leader of the group. Someone that can make tough decisions in quick time. Yeah. Okay. So that's just something I wanted to clarify with you. If, you are, if we are on the same page of that. Yeah, something along those lines. So that is only one of the big four elements we talked about. 
What is the next one? The next one would be information and planning. The big thing that nearly all heists mostly revolve around. Regarding, you have your team assembled. You have all those mm -hmm. roles filled. Now you need to know where it, uh, where the thing is you're stealing, what it is, how you're gonna get it, and then after you got all those information, you have to craft a plan around it. Using those information you got, figuring out opportunities, ways to get in and ways to get out. That's one of the most important and crucial things. Like, if you look at heist movies, I have seen heist movies that have like a 20 minute characters explaining things and basically just as a visual concept showing how they did it. But it's always this voiceover, right? And that's the planning. You could even do that as in a hit RPG. Let your players explain what they are, what they want to do in the planning phase, and then tell them, okay, roll a stealth check for that if you want to sneak past the first guards. And then the players roll a stealth check, and you can basically very easily go over the simple, simple steps of the heist that you don't need to put focus on. They are at the doors of the vault. Now they really need to find out a way to get in. Like they have these gadgets. How do they use them? When do they use them? And that, that's important, but you can very easily go over these very simple things just in planning, letting your players roll and making it look like they're just describing what is actually happening in the game, right? This voiceover that heist movies do. That's something you can do in TTRPGs as well. And then you already touched on the next big thing there is. One hugely important thing would be the environment. Yeah, I think because information and planning is basically getting the next two steps, what your players know about the next two steps. Exactly. Like the next two elements. Environment is everything from guards, security measures, the plans of the building you're in breaking in or the plans that the transport goes on the road or something because even a road uh, road heist could be a thing yeah uh, robbing a robbing a train in Aberon could could be very interesting definitely but my opinion the biggest thing in environments for me is problems for your players because i think a lot of heist movies for me don't make themselves unique through the planning anymore like it's good if they if, if they have these cool planning phases with very elaborate plans that make sense and the characters all shine in it in a, in a movie or a book or a tv series or a video game or wherever but the thing i think makes it most interesting is seeing those characters in situations they couldn't predict where they have to act fast and a, a wrong approach or the wrong decision can lead to failure of the plan those are the situations i count as problems and those are the situations i want to see because they make a movie or a book or a video game they make it interesting yeah exactly that moment where something goes wrong you are as the consumer of the media bite your nails because it's just that interesting especially if you would make a different choice than the character yeah. that's important for a ttrpg in that moment in these moments players need to remember they are playing a character if your character is dumb and strong to get to one of the most basic stereotypes of playing these games running away from a guard might not be the best decision for your character but for you as a player it would be the smartest one but your character's gonna smash that guard's head in now because they saw them that's the thing in these moments you need to remember what your character would do uh, heists aren't that much of uh, rolling dice or stuff stuff like that mm -hmm. it's heists are a lot of role play actually in a lot of decision making yeah Exactly. Yeah, but getting the information, for example, or all the planning, that there's a lot of big role-playing and decision-making and character development opportunities in a heist without rolling yeah. dice all 20 seconds. I would agree with you there. 
So the last big element of the four we talked about, and we're not talking about uh, fire, earth, <laughs> air, and water. Yeah, but the last thing would be the item, the thing you want to steal. Mm-hmm. The so-called MacGuffin we talked about again. Like I, I told you that I don't think the actual thing is important to the heist in general. Like the heist concept of planning, going in, getting it and getting out doesn't change. The only thing that the MacGuffin changes is the way you approach it. So the yeah, planning exactly. stage, but not changing that there is a planning stage. Yeah, exactly, exactly. The, the MacGuffin changes a lot of the environment as well. Exactly. There are different security measures for different things. A jewel or a crown would be differently protected than, for example, a, a valuable art piece. Or yeah. if you want to go modern or scientific, uh, sci-fi, a piece of data and stuff like that Technology. would be very differently protected. Yeah. So, next question from me to you. Is yeah. there some other subtypes of heists? Can you categorize heists into different sides? Not really, I think. Because all the four elements we just discussed mm-hmm. somehow create a singular, unique heist every time you play. You can't play the same heist again. It will not happen. Because, or, for, or at least in the same world you played the first one in. Because... Mm-hmm. The environment then changes or information change. Everything changes and is interlocking and working together to evolve the world and the story around it. I would call this bit of information the opportunity. You have a singular opportunity to now do what you need to do to steal this item. So you do it. That opportunity will never arise as long as that item for one is stolen. But also, the way you stole it will never be possible again because smart people on the other side that have that got that item stolen from them will invent security measures against that way of stealing it. Exactly. Like that that's something you, people need to think about. Like I think that for example the locked door or guards are, are very simple. Those don't need to be talked about, but If you make an elaborate plan that involves some crucial step, finding that crucial step as one that now wants to basically reverse engineer that plan and make it impossible to make that that same heist again, would only need to find this crucial step that a lot of heists have by design to make them suspenseful. They have this crucial element that's basically, if this goes wrong, the the whole planning goes to nuts and we need to run away or we're all caught and die. But basically just changing that crucial part so it isn't possible anymore, that that's something that's gonna happen. Like if you're stealing an art piece, you copy the art piece and swap it for a fake. There will be invented security measures against how you made that fake possible and how you made that swap possible. I should say that there will be next time there will be security measures in place. So if you want to do it again, then you would need to have a new plan. That's why a heist is always, in my opinion and yours as well, a unique adventure. It's never the same really for, for two different groups, for example, because even like, if you just look at two groups, the players are already different. The characters are already different from another. So you already have, a di- uniqueness there but alone that the environment changes makes a heist always unique and a very interesting thing if you really want to look at it and play it really intricately like really going down to the details of it that's the thing that makes heists so unique for me it's also the same i can already take that away from the if we make a jailbreak episode 
It's the same mm-hmm. for jailbreaks. It's it's always if you do something. There will be consequences, even if those consequences don't apply to you. There will be things where you've done this, now it's never gonna happen again because you did it. Yeah, it, there will be no one who will achieve the thing you did with the exact same method you did. And I think that's a lot of the excitement of heists. This is why they are so cool, because it's a thing that only you do. Only yeah. you did it. No one else can. Exactly. They are also a great way of showing skill. And we already mentioned a lot of movies, or Mm. we we did mention that it is often used topic in movies. So would you like to give some examples from other media media than TTRPGs? Ocean's 11, 12, and 13 are very big ones. The most iconic ones, I think. The the story of Ocean and his team going to steal from a casino, then having to steal an art piece against another robber that seems to always be a step ahead of them, then stealing from a casino again, and basically not to steal from the casino, but to ruin it. So already in those three movies, you have different objects the heist has. Like the Ocean 11-13 doesn't even have a MacGuffin, per se. They, they have the objective of ruining this casino. They they are stealing stuff. They are stealing diamonds still. But those are not the main focus of the heist. Exactly. Because the reason why they go on Mm. or go for that heist isn't for the diamonds, but... Yeah. Another one is the Italian job. If you want to look at an art theft or at an art heist. Yeah. Money heist from... The the Netflix series. Um, is a good one. Stealing gold from... Or no, not uh, gold was the second season. The first season was printing your own money. Printing your own money in the mint in, in the mintery. Yeah, so legit, print, uh, legit, legitimately printed money. Especially in more simple, me- like if you look, Money Heist has done a lot of their planning in a good way because the plan is shown only when it's needed to the players. This is like in the like in Oceans Eleven, Twelve, and Thirteen. You have this. They they get together. They have some problems. They fix those problems. They have some drama, and then they plan their heist and then it's a go time right yeah so money heist has this very interesting type of planning showcase because they are tv series their planning is done very differently to what you see in the movies like oceans 11 and 12 or 13 in money heist they only showcase part of the plan when they actually need to showcase part of the plan keeping the suspense at the view for the viewer very high and Ocean's Eleven does that more in a streamlined way. They have it all in one place. They sometimes break that uh, one place and have a short intermission of like like characters talking and then again go over to planning. But it's mostly one place because it's a movie. You, they have less time. Yeah, overall you have just this is the assembling phase, this is the planning phase, this is the uh, robbery phase, and this is the getaway phase. Done. Money Heist changes these around because they have the time to do so. Which is, I think, for a TTRPG, because this is something I always think about. Your character, the characters, your player characters are the main cast of the show. But the audience is the players playing the characters. So to keep the suspensions high, you as a DM, I think, in a heist can do only introduce problems and the world. Your players need to make the planning interesting for themselves. Exactly. That's something you can't copy from movies or TV series or, or every other medium because player characters are played by the audience. Yeah. 
you can just give the audience the prompts and they have to figure out what to do with them. Yeah. Then after all the series and movies we got, obviously there are heists in video games as well. Yeah. For example, the Witcher 3 Heart of Gold heist. Oh yeah, that one. That one showcased a lot of good team assembling for me because you always were given two options for what you need to do at the heist. Like you need someone that gets you into the building. You need to get into the building by climbing up to a tower and getting in from there. So you need someone that can go up there. And you always get two options for these choices and you can basically always try to choose the more skilled one. Like for, for this going up the tower you can go to an acrobat from a circus. But it's generally harder getting that character. So that's very interesting because that showcases how team assembling works. It might not be perfect for a TTRPG, but for example, if you have a character, if you have a rogue, let's say let's take the most singular example. You have a rogue in DD and that player wants to do a heist with their character. Like if you have downtime for like two weeks in a big city, just tell the other players that your that, that one play, player wants to make a heist and make like two sessions out of this making a heist. The rogue player playing their character, the others creating characters specifically for that heist. Mm. And then you can have the assembling stage. You don't you have the team not assembled like you would normally have in a TTRPG if your group plans a heist. Exactly. This time exactly make heist characters which is something i talked about earlier that i think not a lot of characters are made for heists this time they would be so making the assembly phase is something you can actually play mm. out as players and the dm yeah that's that's true you could you'd have the first session being getting the the player characters plus making the plan you can make the second session getting in and out then uh we have another video game like for example dishonored the bank heist they have a big good bank heist in death of the outsider which is very interesting because it showcases a lot of planning in a way that's simple mm -hmm. like dishonored is always a way where it's always a game where you have very many different ways how to, to achieve a goal for example you could get some sort of sleep serum that you can put into the air vents of the bank basically sleeping every humanoid in that bank now very interesting is there are still complications in that bank. Like I talked about, you always have problems. Because what is the problem? There are mechanical soldiers. Those are not affected by sleep gas. You still need to go around them. Then we have the bank heist from the Thief series. Yeah, that's also a very cool a one. And a big thing, obviously, from video games and heists would be Payday 2. The big heists like Big Bank or Framing Frame. I have played Framing Frame for over 100 hours straight damn with two friends that heist is hard big bank is also hard like payday 2 has some pretty hard and complicated heists even though the game mostly revolves around sneaking and shooting yeah but simple mechanics can still be put to use in a good way to make things yeah. hard without being overcomplicated for the player. Mm -hmm. And I think that's yeah. something you can adapt in TTRPGs very well. Mm -hmm. That's true. Because, because you can use simple problems in the ba on the baseline, but cater them specifically to a certain type of character. Uh, some sort of pro problem that only this character could possibly overcome yes and that's yeah the reason why you need to assemble the team because there will be ob uh, obstacles that only a specific mm -hmm. guy do can accomplish 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. So going from video games, you could also touch about, for example, the Gentleman Bastards series is very interesting. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna be honest, I haven't read any heist books yet. <laughs> I'm more enthralled with the movies and TV series. I can see how I think heists do good in books too. Yeah, because obviously. there can be a lot of very interesting descriptions that are only shown in movies. And I think that's obviously something books do good. They can describe you something very vividly. And you, like, again, movies take a lot of imagination away. Books give you imagination. Um, so, in general, heists are pretty used in every type of media. Because they're interesting. Like we talked, they are skill challenges. They are very interesting skill challenges. They are very high stakes and they are very fun to watch and, pro and also play video games. Look at it. And I think even though they are pretty used, they are not overused. They are still interesting enough if you try to make them interesting. Mm -hmm. Because they all have that thing we talked about, the uniqueness to them. Not every casino heist movie or series is exactly the same. They have mm -hmm. all different things that make them stand out. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, they are always somewhat unique always interesting if you make them that's the beauty of heists yeah and coming back to ttrpgs did you already run a heist session i did not run a heist i have a pretty good plan of doing what i want to do mm -hmm. for all my players that play in one of my DD campaigns please don't listen to the next five minutes this is gonna be somewhat of a spoiler of something I want to do with one of you, one of the two groups. I don't know which, I don't know how that will actually pan out, but I have a pretty good understanding of how I want it to go. All right. Because I want to force them into a heist. Nice. I don't want them to have the decision. I want to make a heist. They basically put themselves in debt with someone that forces them to steal something for them mm -hmm. and they need to make it. That's something I want to do with my players. That's something how I want one of my heists. I have, I have a lot of plans for other heists, but this one is already really planned. Like I have this dude or girl or whoever that basically forces them to steal something from like the uh, city's art museum or the queen's vault or whatever i just want them to be forced to steal something mm. i just want the i want just i just want to see my paladin struggle with finding a way to do this heist even if like i don't want them to actually steal it i just want to give them this you need to steal this for me maybe they could just go to the authorities and report this and don't have to steal it like if they actually find a way to not do the heist i'm completely fine with that too but what i want to have is the premise of you are forced to do a heist against your will yeah that can lead to interesting story bits yeah. especially in the planning phase i think mm, interesting character development as well yeah definitely characters that don't want to do a heist but still have to do it perfectly mm -hmm. could lead to some very interesting character roleplay and development oh yeah and yeah i have not I have not played it, so we are experts on the topic, as usual. Experts. Um, but as well, I have a plan to do a heist in my next homebrew campaign, which is starting right after the my vacation. Oh! There, I am starting a new campaign there at level 3, and some, some way uh, down the road I'm planning some sort of heist thing probably breaking into some sort of ancient pyramid and getting artifacts oh, out that's interesting. because 
of the overarching story. Th that's really interesting because breaking into an ancient pyramid, are there any human like humanoid living creatures inside or is that basically only traps and old mechanisms both because the pyramid is planned to be some sort of headquarters for one of the four big bats oh basically i have planned some sort of story where four fate weavers or godlike creatures want to bring chaos uh, uh, among the world so they lure mm -hmm. different people to where they want to go uh, wh where they want them to go because they are not allowed to cut the fate uh, the fate strings of the people they want to kill so they have to get there some somehow else on a different way and uh, there are four of them and yeah one of the pyramids is one of the headquarters and they have to get art one uh, one artifact out to get into next one's headquarters somehow now this could be very spoilery to your players but i'm gonna ask mm -hmm. you now but you, you talked about the fate strings of everyone on the world like everyone has a fate string in this yes. world right so your player characters do too yeah so stealing your own fate string mm -hmm. so you can't be killed that way mm -hmm. could be very interesting if they found right? uh, find out that everyone has a fate string that is yeah but they there is this possibility yeah oh I like that. I like that. I like that very, yeah, very yeah. much, my friend. Yeah, yeah, it will be an interesting okay. one. But that's okay. the rough, okay. the rough plan. Okay. Okay. I see you. I see you. I see. I see it. I yeah. don't have specific guards planned, like city guards or so, but ancient stone golems and traps and yeah, e elementals, all that good stuff. Nice. But when we plan this, what do we need to keep yeah. in mind when we are prepping? heist oh i think heists always showcase a lot of character agency mm -hmm. they are in control they get the information they need form a plan and execute that plan as a dm you can give the information to your players but you can't control what plan they make or what how they execute it yeah you can but i think that destroys the immersion of a heist story and is in my opinion showcasing that you are not a good dm when you're controlling what your players are planning to do um so they need at least big influence on the story right they they should have some things out of their control because that makes it interesting yeah, the environment obviously isn't in their control but the story especially in a heist revolves only around them in mm -hmm. the at this point in time so they are the only ones really affecting how this sort of thing will be in the future, if they succeed or not. So mm. everything they do has some sort of influence on the future. So they need to have the feel of agency in the world or in the yeah. heist. Another thing is that you can't, like I already talked about, you can't plan your player's plan. Yeah. You can't. And as a DM, when prepping this, you need to keep in mind that you will have to pay a lot of attention to the player characters you need to look out for what their specialties are so you can basically see what kind of information they would need like when they all don't have charisma they will probably not attempt to do a plan that involves distracting someone or persuading someone into something no, conning your way into the, the thing their chances are lower of doing it that's uh, a thing you need to pay attention to what you can plan as as a dm are the environment and the problems your players will run into yeah 
you can't plan this is a problem they will definitely run into because then you're gonna plan again how they will get to that point but what you can plan is at some point they will stumble across an npc that sees them what are they gonna do with that that's a problem you can introduce and you can introduce that at any given point yeah you can create problem templates something and lay it on the players at the exact moment where it would fit the story and if you keep in mind what your players are like and what your player characters are like you can then cater way better to that because you can influence or you can sprinkle the perfect problem for the perfect character at that exact moment where it would be Mm -hmm. an interesting nail-biting thing to be or to have. yeah so next question yeah now we talked about planning now we're talking about playing what does a dm need to pay attention to when actually in play when actually in play you have to keep your eyes on the environment because it's the big thing in a heist because if there is no movement from guards or nothing changing in the environment that's a little boring because once you overcome one obstacle it's done and dusted you don't need it anymore but if you change if you have guard patterns they have to keep track of the players you then then need to have a uh, have an eye on the time how long they took everything or for everything they did to circle around uh, for the guards to circle around at which point are they right now how is what daytime it is even stuff all this stuff you need to keep track of the environment in general yeah and you need to make sure your players feel agency or have the feeling of control over everything mm-hmm. yeah so what do you need to keep in mind as a player well um first of all what in all heist movies is probably said at least once don't forget the plan mm. there's there's a meme going around every time players will plan something and then throw the plan right out of the window yes that's true but i think that's not like again if you make a plan expect Expect it to go wrong in a way. You will meet certain roadblocks in every plan because of how TTRPGs are supposed to work. They work this way. They they are not fun if you can't plan everything beforehand and don't meet obstacles you need to get around. Exactly. Then you don't need to play. You, You always need to have obstacles. So if you have obstacles still pay attention to the plan the plan is still gonna come into play in some way or another at some point again you have this plan you should follow it and if you meet certain things that you weren't prepared for or those problems we talked about those are things you need to deal with in that moment don't forget your plan though just because you learn something a little bit new does not mean you have to do a new plan or just disregard the whole plan. Yes, there are certain informations that basically throw a whole plan out of the window. And that's okay, that's cool, that's fine. But it's a lot of overused memeing that planning makes no sense because it is disregarded anyway. Yeah, That's only because you do it. You don't have to. Yeah, talking in memes again would be improvise, adapt, overcome, basically. Yeah, exactly. Keep your plan in mind, but adapt to the situation you have at hand. Yeah, exactly. That's something you also shouldn't forget. You shouldn't forget the plan, but you also shouldn't forget that the plan can change under certain circumstances. Exactly. Things might introduce new things in play that make you change the plan. You need to do it then. And the third thing, I think, is keep team play in mind. Play together. This 
heists are high stake scenarios where team play is important. You have a team, play with them. In a lot of heist movies, you always have these characters interacting a lot with each other, showing friendships and stuff. That's important. Trust is important mm -hmm. for a heist. Showcase that as a player, that you trust the others, that you work as a team. That can simply be shown by having snarky comments about each other. Having little teases against each other. That shows friendship and therefore trust. But again, showcasing trust is also when it tough comes becomes tougher, playing together, having plans, communicating, all that stuff. Yeah, that's important. And if, uh, one thing I would like to do with you would be... Yeah. To craft a short heist okay. roughly yeah we, we don't have the time to fle flesh everything out but we can't write a full adventure no though. we don't um but we can give you a rough idea yeah what it's like so okay i'm gonna start you off yeah i'm gonna start you yeah, off sure do what's the MacGuffin that's gonna be stolen let's go with an art piece a painting like a painting 200 to 300 years old from an old master long gone all mm. that the only of its kind no copies exactly something like the mona lisa or blah 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 you get the picture. Yeah. Or uh, that's the object of, objective of the heist, at least. Huh? Uh, huh? Uh, we are masters of... Oh! Yeah. We are okay. just... Gonna come yeah. down again? Mm -hmm. <sighs> so, then let me ask you, where would the painting be? Okay. So, I think the next thing, if you have the piece you need, is the location, right? Yeah. And that's, I think, we're gonna call it the Queen's Art Gallery in the capital city of the country. Mm -hmm. So, it's a probably high secure situation. Yeah. That's already something. It's the, It shows importance of the painting and importance of the heist itself. The location where, you, where the painting is stored. Yeah. I think the next thing is an opportunity. Yeah, because you will, uh, you will not be able to steal, or you probably will not be able to steal the crown while it's on the king's head. That's probably yeah. not and possible. An opportunity makes this again a one-time one opportunity. Yeah, a one-time one thing. thing. Now is the chance. Yeah. Do it now. And as paintings usually are, when they are old, they need to be restor restored sometimes. Let's mm. go with... It is locked inside the restoration vault in the back house of the gallery. Probably not as good as protected as the main gallery, right? Definitely not, because it's just the restoration vault, not the main right. attraction with all the different art pieces in there. But this is the most valuable right now. Now we're going to go over to security measures. Yeah. And I already have one. The vault itself. Obviously. The big it's fucking locked. iron door. Or Yeah, you need to get inside that. That might not be hard but it's the last step before the painting yeah you, you can always walk this back you have the painting now you lock it inside a box the next box your next box yeah. the next box and the boxes are always certain different security measures so a big advice for security measures is walk backwards from the mcguffin that is supposed to be stolen yeah walk in rings around this mcguffin of security measures so you also know which security measures actually protect what yeah so we have the mcguffin put in the box which is the vault the first security measure. Yeah. Then let's put this box in another one where the vault or the entrance to it is always seen by at least one guard. Okay. Always every, at night, at, at day. At every fucking time. Always. Yes, always, always a guard next to the painting making sure that the painting is not get, does not get stolen. Exactly. Next thing. Now, dependent on, on on the setting you're playing in, if it's a, a modern age, postmodern, medieval, fantasy, whatever, some sort of monitoring mm -hmm. of the painting or the vault itself, like an alarm spell, uh, a CCTV system, 
a magic item that allows scrying on the vault itself. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say on the painting itself, but on the vault itself. Yeah. Or or the surroundings of that vault. Like the guard has like the guard is always connected to another guard per walkie-talkie or something mm-hmm. or per pager. And that's basically an external monitoring that's not inside the room of the painting. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. let's go with not only is the guard ne- is there a guard next to the painting next to the vault and the cctv alarm spell or whatever but let's make it a guard perimeter around the whole gallery mm-hmm. so there are guards patrolling the grounds around this compound exactly because there's such a high value art piece right there it would make sense that there would be more security around the whole thing as well not just in it yeah so basically everything we just did is in my opinion the information that you can give your players yeah. Now your players more or less can assemble the team if they can assemble the team. If they can't, they are the team. But what team would you need for this? I think you need someone obviously to disable the security measures, to knock out guards, disabling cameras or spells, um, distracting guards, all that, to mm-hmm. enable another person to get the painting actually out of there yeah so we have the enabler and the doer basically and the disabler yeah <laughs> something like that we have the one that's that does the thing we have the one that makes it possible and yeah yeah i think that's that's at least the team you could need for this this is now uh, only a thought experiment that's been d- we are doing quickly so it's not gonna be good but you can use this already for an adventure i think yeah Something <laughs> you could always do this. Something that could be required in planning as a third team member would be yeah. some sort of getaway, hideout. Someone that gets vehicles. them out again. Yeah, exactly. One one gets them in, one gets the painting out. And one gets the whole crew one gets, to safety. One gets the crew out. So now that we have the team, we have the information that the team can get. What is inform like now? Information. Uh you know, we already have the information, the location, the security measures, the opportunity and whatnot. Yeah. So the next thing, I think, is the problems we talked about. Yeah, there could be... Uh, the painting could be tracked. For example, Ooh, with through... a GPS tracker in the frame, if you are in a modern yeah, scenario. Or a locate or... object spell in exactly. fantasy. Yeah, stuff like yeah. that. Um, there could be competition, because that's what crime things do. No honor among thieves. Yeah, exactly. There could be competitors tipping off the guards that something is supposed to happen, and suddenly the security perimeter is tightened. Or yeah. someone got the better of you and got the painting right before you and there is now a card. Haha, I got here first. Suck it. <laughs> yeah, that's also interesting. That creates more or less a second heist mm-hmm. getting the painting To back. get it from the... Like in Ocean's 12 with the art thing, you have to mm-hmm. get it back from another thief. Yeah. Who also yeah, thinks yeah. like a thief, so he has different... Uh, you need to have a different approach. This could... This can build into so much mind games like yeah. Ocean's 12 is. Yeah, but yeah. It builds so much that that's that it can be very cool if your players are into it. Exactly. And now I think the problem and information, like what information you can give your players and what problems you can put in front of your players in the plan, those two steps can be done simultaneously or one after another where it isn't important which step becomes before the other one. It isn't really... Like, I need to make the problems before I can give the information away, or I need to make the information before I can give the problems. It's just these steps are more or less not important to each other. Yeah. Because I don't think that you should think like, okay, I give my players this information, withhold this 
particular information just so it creates a problem. Yeah, some problems you, can even cre uh, be created from the way they get the information. Because yeah, yeah, if yes. no one from the team will tell anyone in the crime underworld that this heist is happening, there can't be any competitors tipping off the guards or getting the painting first. But yeah. if they just go out into the criminal underground to get the base plans and guard mm -hmm. routes and stuff like that, then you have yeah. the uh, opportunity to go on with the competitor route of problems. Yeah, that, that's an example of a problem that you can make after you after your players get the information, right? Yeah. But there's also, like, you could also say you're going to introduce the problem before you even give your players information that that day they get the painting, the painting isn't even in the vault. Yeah. It's being restored by the artist somewhere else in the building. Mm -hmm. And that's a problem you should make before telling your players because first of all, they could get that information by making a very good skill like a natural 20 or something to get information. But also, this is also now information that doesn't that that, that, that isn't maliciously being created because your players bested you as the DM and made it look too easy the heist. Mm -hmm. This is information you. Th this is something you have done beforehand. You have created beforehand, and was it was always planned that this is gonna be the outcome, yeah. that they have to find the painting in the building now. So th that's a problem that you need to create before giving your players the information, so it doesn't feel malicious to just change the way the game was supposed to go after their plan just to spite them. Yeah, something because it could look that way. That uh, DM should always keep in mind as as well as the players stick to your plan. You have a baseline, stick to it. Just alter little bits to make it interesting. So, and the last thing where we can't really discuss now is making the plan. The, the your, now your players start making the plan. They plan themselves. They get the they get all, everything they need, the equipment, the information, all the stuff. Now they just do it. Then then they execute. Then uh, and the execution phase now is a lot of you as the DM following your simple plan of you have the guard patterns, you have the uh, things you want to tell your players at certain moments, you have the problems you want to introduce, and, uh, and everything between that is more or less probably improvised because you don't know what your players are gonna do. Yeah. So you need to have there you have as, you need to have as little space put down to not make it feel railroaded or basically yeah. planned out by you. All along, except if that is obviously Ocean's Twelve manner like what you want to do, making it all feel like someone has actually thought of their plan and made it look like their plan is useless because it now is. Yeah. But but again, just give your players the freedom to do to actually make their plan and execute it the way they want to. Yeah, because they now they give you the prompts on which you have to improvise and mm -hmm. act according to their plan which you cannot predict yeah exactly so yeah i think we're done with heists or we are not done yeah, with heists we, we, but we talked enough about the topic heists we we had a good summary now with the making of one obviously i'm gonna just gonna put this out there if someone actually wants to use this last heist we put together and make it into something completely good not yeah. just our little thought experiment just do it we won't stop you this is just the thought experiment we do if you want to show us, tag us on Twitter. Yeah. At double DM part. Yeah. Or on Instagram. At double DM part. Exactly. <laughs> but if you use it, it uh, we would love to hear your stories if you decide to play exactly that, what we just talked about. Yeah. yeah. So this has been episode 24. Yes. Where we talk about the session type of heists. 
next week is gonna be episode 25 and that's gonna talk about the the importance of nostalgia and our past campaigns and nostalgias a deep dive into our ttrpg backstories kind of thing yeah and how why it is important and how it influences something or some types of play we use right now yeah exactly so here on that one that's still gonna be a one with without a recap yeah. probably um because that's still getting recorded the week before niels is uh, going on vacation and after that one we are probably backed on schedule with recaps and no real pre-recording anymore and all the fun and that's also and i will say this the time where some things in the background will be moving for us mm -hmm. we will be moving some parts as soon as you get back from vacation to make this podcast better to create some different stuff for people and yeah you can expect a lot of different new stuff from us yay so hear you <laughs> yay. on the next one bye 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 bye